No matter where your business is in Canada, connectivity shouldn't be a concern. Whether your business is rural, remote, or urban, reliable, scalable internet is available to you and your business. Explore Business is expanding our network. With our extensive fiber, fixed wireless, and satellite networks, we're able to bring you the connectivity your business deserves, with the ability to grow right where you are. With investments in fiber and 5G technology, Explore Business is your new choice for business internet. Get connected with Explore Business today. Are you ready to clear a new path? Welcome to Clearing a New Path podcast, a space for the underrepresented voices in rural Canada. I'm your host, Shauna Ray. Each episode, we'll speak authentic truth because it's the truth that connects us. We'll examine issues, solutions, and hope outside of the city limits. Clearing a New Path podcast is an invitation to listen and learn along with me on the road to building a more united, feminist, anti-racist rural Canada, one rooted in diversity and driven by reconciliation. Let's learn together, clearing a new path. pleasure recently of visiting Dwayne Kumala Thomas at his art studio called Highlander Studios in Woodstock, Ontario, for a tour and a conversation. Dwayne constructed, he's the mastermind behind a large installation in the heart of Ingersoll, Ontario. We're going to talk about that, his studio, and his philosophy. Very interesting inspiring person. Duane explores the relationship between multiculturalism and perspective with influences as diverse as Fila Kuti and Salvador Dali. Compositions of both audio and visual nature are generated from both mundane and transcendent discourse. Deconstructing the familiar stereotypes, myths, iconic images, etc., And examining it from unusual angles is the technique that allows Duane to explore the present new ideas. Born and raised in Woodstock, Ontario, Duane spent the majority of his adolescence between his hometown and Ingersoll, Ontario. The majority of his friends having been from the neighboring town. Though he grew up with the same external influences as those around him, His upbringing inside the home as a young black man stood him in a different position than most. This cultural perspective gave him a different outlook on the pop culture programming he was privy to via television, radio, and eventually the internet. Ever since becoming a self-aware minority, in quotes, Duane has been fascinated by the understanding that the truth simply is, and everything else 
is merely a perspective of it. What's right today, this year, or century may not be right tomorrow, next decade, or next millennia. However, what's true now is true eternally. As you come up the stairs here at yep. Highlander Studios, we have this piece here that I made. And this is one of my wife's sayings that stuck with me. She said, do what you wish you would have done the first time and what you will will be. So in life, we always look back and say, oh, I wish I would have done that. So the key is to try and have that mentality moving forward in the present moment and do the things that you wish you would have done. So that way, you know, it makes it easier to, um, to be your best, I guess. I did an art piece a long time ago um, called the Solstice Project. And it was essentially this type of collaging with mm -hmm. different imagery, but these would be moving. So it was all animated. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was really, it was very really, cool. That, that ties into the chairs that you'll, that are in the room. Okay. Here. These are the chairs here, which are, were painted by students. So that piece that I was speaking about earlier. Yes. Um, there was nine songs and then each song had an animated piece. And then I showed that to the class at my old high school. Mm -hmm. And then the students then in turn painted the school chairs out of the inspiration that they pulled from from the video. And then there's the lyrics on the <gasps> on the back and oh all that gosh. from what goes around comes around in a flash. Yeah. So there was 17 chairs in total. And then we had every it was we had the exhibition at the art gallery and everybody had headphones so it was like a and everyone watched the the video it was really really special oh that's an old picture right so yeah. this is a a client of mine who has become a good mentor of mine um he likes to remain anonymous this i just got this one from his house he actually and that photo as well he did that's a under the eiffel tower um oh. a woman under the eiffel tower okay. and it's it's just a great photo because it's from before digital. So these are from the film camera. Obviously, mm. this one is, this is very yeah. old. Um, but we were to speak into that. And that's when I started photography, it was before the age of digital as well. And I just remember what it was like. It was a total different experience to shoot 24 or 36 shots and then have to wait to see... <laughs> what you got you know what i mean the oh yeah i remember. I remember the excitement of totally when you got back from big v or whatever it was and you <laughs> it open was them big v. Yeah, it was big v. yeah and totally. you open them up and it's like oh nice and it's interesting the ratio of good shots that you could say you got so say you took 36 shots you probably get six or nine if you're lucky i was gonna say great. three yeah so that's what i was gonna <laughs> say but i was trying to be generous you get three to six good shots out of that yeah. Now when we shoot, we shoot 100 shots. However, the ratio is still the same. So out of the 100 shots, you're still only getting 30. Right. So uh, that's something interesting. Yeah. Learn. Yeah. It's, it's, that it's, is uh, very interesting. Yeah. I'm so, not a photographer, so Well, we all are to nowadays. Know. We're all photographers. Well, that's now. it, right? So this is Mr. Anonymous. Okay. So this is, oh, yeah, I went beautiful. on a walk with him. These are my boys, so. Oh. But, um. I've learned a lot from him because he's, as he puts it, he's in his last generation or his last uh, decade of life and mm. is very well aware of that and accepting of that and self-reflective and 
I get a good introspective and yeah that nobody at this age being in my 40s half his age I wouldn't be privy to that type of insight you know what I mean so we have some great conversations which I I cherish this is my grandma on wedding day from that who I was speaking with who absolutely detested getting her photo taken like many of us do so she never took a good picture but that one was a great photo from a good friend of mine and mentor Dudek from Dudek Photography. Um, he captured that shot and it is gorgeous. She got ill like a month after that, and then it was like a quick decline. But that the fact that we got that <laughs> the fact that we got that <laughs> moment was um, it was beautiful. So special. It was beautiful, yeah. So all forms of art, whether it be music all the way to drawing photos printing framing whatever the client needs that's what i'm here to help with you know that's highlander studios in a nutshell essentially how long have you been in business i've been in business going on seven years good for you yeah thank you and was a blessing to realize that i yeah that i was it was the type of business that could survive something like what we just went through or are still going through um, cause it was new to me. I, I bought the business from a gentleman who had run it for a number of years. I was a client here. Some of our, that work of my wife's was framed by the previous owner when we were just clients. Your latest project? Latest project? Yeah. Or how did that come about? What, were you commissioned? How, yes. Do you want to sit? So you want to have a seat? seat? Sure. Yeah, we for can sit. Sure. So was first contacted by... A good friend of mine, Meredith, who is works with Tourism Oxford. So she is in control of doing a lot of promotions and that for tourism in the area. And she asked if I would be interested in doing a piece because they're looking for somebody to do something to, um, to honor uh, the black church in Ingersoll. And I was, of course, I was for sure, for sure. And then... I was coming up with ideas and then I, she said, okay, you'll meet with another lady named Marianne um, through Creative Connections. Um, and she connected with me and was like, okay, sounds good, um, but they need something like right now in terms of, <laughs> in terms of our deadline is because this was... Mm, in the early summer, maybe. Mm-hmm. And um, it, by the end of it, it had to be done and installed by the end of the year. So the timeline was kind of tight. Nevertheless, I came up with the initial sketch for the sculpture, which was the train tracks coming up out of the ground, and pitched that to the city and the BIA. And... Um, they loved it and wanted they were like that looks like a real statement piece so we're definitely interested and hopefully we could have it kind of life-size so it makes sense and gives the feel and then they're like okay so go ahead essentially <laughs> so that so it was, good yeah. so i was gonna ask yeah. i mean did you have to come in with a certain within a certain budget or so that was the next question was okay. was the budget yeah. to which i had no idea I, mean, <laughs> of course. I was like i can of course i can come up with ideas i've been doing that all my life but okay so then i'm like 
how can I do this? Oh, I know. I have my brother-in-law has worked with that type of stuff. He built a couple of things. There's an item in there that he built for me that is with barn beam and that. So it's in that vein. I'm like, maybe he can, he can do it. So I'm like, let me ask him. Him and his brother came back. They said that it sounds like it's something that they could do. And there was a lot of excitement based around that. So then I came back to the city. I'm like, okay, I think we can make it happen. And then we were able to get um, recycled railway, like actual stuff from South, I forget what's called, London Southway or something like that. And so they went at crafting it together. And it was, um, they kind of left me out of it. Um, what? But I mean, just, it was, it became about something that brothers do. And it was nice because they, it gave them a chance to build something it's together. Tricky. You know right. what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it really, it taught me a lot about that, about collaboration in the sense of, when you trust in the process of collaboration, when you work with people that can do something, yeah. you can just lead them to do it. And when it got installed and I got to see the beauty that it was, it was a, it was a blessing. And it, I mean, I think everybody who sees it, it's, it's impressive. And um, can, yeah. you, can you describe it? So, the, so if somebody was listening, was listening. So yeah. think I'll tell a story to define it. Imagine the underground railroad. So as we speak about that metaphor about, although they weren't traveling underground, we know that they were traveling in the darkness and in secret and the journey itself was full of, um, harsh realities and collaborations with strangers and um, unknowns. And then that journey, when it finally comes to an end and you take a breath of fresh air and you've landed and you've stopped and said, this is where we're going to rest finally. And that place being Ingersoll. So the railway is coming up out of the ground up to 90 degrees where each railroad track or railroad tie has a year on it that is significant to Ingersoll's history. So not just specifically to black history, but to Ingersoll as a town from when it was founded and a number of significant dates. And then the last or the highest most um, top rung or railroad tie says now on it, which makes the statement that we are always progressing towards, and we may never achieve what we're progressing towards, but it's about progressing upwards and reaching and striving for greatness. And now is the time to always do what you wish you would have done and make the right choice or the best choice because 50 years from now, they may be writing about 2023 and what happened in 2023, but when you're living in it, 
you can't make moves based on this is going to be historical. You just do the best that you can in the moment. And time will tell what moments and what points in time are worth um, casting in iron. You know what I mean? So, yeah. That's beautiful. Thank you. The art installation Dwayne created and that he was describing is in downtown Ingersoll, Ontario. Dwayne's poem, This Town of Ours, will soon accompany the installation in both written and audio format, accessible via a plaque and a QR code on site. Here is the poem in Dwayne's voice, This Town of Ours. Whether birds' eye views from steeples or people's ties to railroads underground. Look and listen, you too must be smitten by sights and sounds all around this historical town of ours. Acknowledging land where tree strands brooded and water ran through it, tracking life through this town of ours. With cabin erected, Thomas affected a future forever in flower, tracking fate through this town of ours. What was done to the land once Ingersoll found it was what eventually had Ingersoll founded, tracking persistence through this town of ours. Inquisitive and riveted when John Brown visited, tracking recruits through this town of ours. From the steps of its BME church to the 168 battalions birth tracking Oxford's own through this town of ours. A question rhetorical, but what more historical than this town of ours asking how? History, her story, mystery, your story, our stories happening now. Always, Dwayne Kumala Thomas. What research did you do? So the research took going on almost exactly a year ago because when Black History was, Black History Month was approaching a year ago, I took a job with Meredith from Tourism Oxford and the photographer Damien Dudek, who photographed my grandmother. Mm -hmm. And we were photographing different touristic spots across southwestern Ontario. So while that was going on, I was researching, doing my own research in black history. So simultaneously, as I was doing black history research, local black history research, I started realizing that I was visiting the places that I'm researching about and then beyond that was like every day I pass by things that were places back in the day right so there's history to every street street corner or whatever it's just whether the moment's big enough for us to hear about it or not so while I was doing that research it was a great there's a couple great books and I met some great people that um, Heather Reynolds is a great historian that speaks to uh, local black history. Um, 
but I learned so much that was just history. I didn't put a division on it uh, in terms of segregating history. I mean, we've been segregated long enough. There's no point in Mm. continuing to segregate it. So all that for essentially for a year, I did research because I was visiting all these local nooks and hidden places that Tourism Oxford and Tourism Ontario was trying to highlight. So I'm hearing stories, unheard stories. These are all the stories that people are in this little town, this happened, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, over and over again. So when I got the chance to do the statue or the sculpture, I was like, I don't want it to be just about black history. I think it should be just about history. And then do your own research, take your own perspective, take what you can or what you will from the year that is spoken about. But the fact is, in 1881, this happened. History happened around that. You know what I mean? Many, the history for Thomas Ingersoll, who erected the cabin, is different from, in the most extreme sense, the rabbit whose hole and home he dug out to build his cabin. Mm. You know what I mean? Like the history from the perspective in which it is is taken is changes the whole story so when the sculpture was designed it was designed in mind to not tell the story but just to present that there's a story to be told and it's for you as the viewer to take your own uh truth from it if you will because i mean well truth is Truth is truth, but to take your own perspective on that truth, because that's what we do anyhow. (laughs) So, yeah. I love that you, I love that, that you let people do their own research. Because it is up to us. Mm -hmm. It's up to white people to do the research. Mm. It's not up to you. Right. It's not up to people to be re-traumatized over and over again telling their stories. And I do know that there is history um, I live in Dorchester, mm-hmm. and it was the site of one of the last KKK rallies in mm-hmm. in Ontario, in yeah, Canada, in actually. Ca- right. And it's something people don't talk about, right. but it's in history books. Yeah. And I know that, and so I need to tell people mm-hmm. that, and I need to look that up. Mm-hmm. And other people need to know about that. It's not your job. No, it's interesting. I mean, it's... It's everyone's job to care. Yeah. And care starts with knowing, right? So it's everyone's job to know. It's everyone's job to instruct. It's everyone's job to, uh, it's everyone's job to care, bottom line. So two people can come together, even from opposing sides. And if we both have the understanding that we need to progress, then that's what it is. Like even in all that history of Ingersoll and what the sculpture represents in terms of, um, well, it represents a whole bunch, um, but what the symbolism of the Underground Railroad aspect of it represents is community and um, freedom for blacks and uh, 
collaboration between the community. However, it wasn't all beautiful when that was going on, right? So it's the understanding that like a railroad track, you have iron going in one direction and you got wood going in the complete opposite direction. But together, <laughs> you can, a hundred years down the road, you have via rail flying down the track. You know what I mean? But mm. you have one thing going in one direction, something going in the complete opposite direction, two unrelated materials, so to speak, iron and wood. But when forged together, you don't know where it will, where it will lead. So many metaphors. That's pretty. The sculpture works out beautifully on that level, that it's, um, it's not just a plaque that says, on this site, this such and such, such and such. There's the Underground Railroad when you see it. That's what you, the first takeaway, if you have the sense of that. Yep. And then there's the dates that speak to Ingersoll as a, as a history. There's what we just said about the different things coming together, pointing up for progression, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, so I'm very proud of how it all came together. Very happy. What kind of reaction have you had? Awe, because of whoa. Yeah. Um, curiosity, because as of now, the dates aren't even, there's a plaque, there's a secondary piece that goes onto it um, that accompanies the poem and, the, and all that. Um, so there's a curiosity to what is this, why is this here, et cetera, et cetera, which is uh, beautiful in a sense because it makes people ask questions rather than just gives them something to look at. All positive feedback, which is great. Um, I was very concerned because of the size and scale and weight of the piece both metaphorically and literally mm -hmm. um of what the response would be when you just place something like that down in the downtown core hence that was a lot of why the reason why i wanted to incorporate the whole town because it's about ingersoll it's not just about blacks in ingersoll so yeah on all that i mean a lot of that thought went into it before creating it because that was the intent of it, as I said, throughout the, my travels and realizing what history meant in terms of in southwestern Ontario and what all parts of walks of life had to do with getting Ingersoll or towns like Ingersoll to the point where they have lasted. There's towns that didn't make it out of the 1800s, right? Yeah. There's... Um, so all that history is just became interesting to me. And the piece, I think it speaks through the piece and the curiosity that is around it, swirling around it right now, is speaking to that, which is good because I think history is one of those subjects that we don't care about until we're 50 or as we get older, we start to reflect on things. But as if you can interest the youth 
in history, I think that's a, that's a, that would be a great goal accomplished. Not that that was the goal, but we'll see what happens. Who are you most worried about their reaction? Anyone who didn't want to know. Because I think we, as we say, the saying is that uh, we fear what we don't understand. It's all that, right? So when you don't want to know, that's when you build up walls and defenses and hunker down on your perspective. So there was a fear of that because i mean in this day and age we we know what we're living through in terms of culture race and equity and tearing down and all that right so it's a matter of presenting something that we've always presented in terms of statues and all that that's nothing new but presenting it in a way that can last like the purse Perseverance. Thank you. Of Thomas Ingersoll, what it would have taken to make a town that lasts from just finding a spot and going, I think I'm going to do it here. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And then to become what it is 200 years later, that type of mentality is, uh, it takes foresight and it takes more, it takes not only seeing the bigger picture, it's not just okay. I'm gonna we got we're gonna got some money. Let's put something here to use that money up because there's money to be mm, used here. Yeah, it's to make a statement that will last, that speaks to the past, speaks to diversity, inclusion, preservation, and progression, and one of the beauties of the the piece being the recycled actual materials of a railroad they've been here since those times and that technology hasn't changed and they age well in the element and everything so it's it's natural in a sense you know what i mean it's very industrial but it's natural to the element so that i think that helps in terms of the look of it as well, although it's huge, it's not just a huge piece of concrete sticking up. It's a familiar sight. It's, it's, no, it's not that much more foreign than seeing a tree spread out of the ground, right? Railroads are common knowledge and common visual to all of us. So um, it all has culminated very, very nicely. Very inspirational. What do you want people in other rural communities to think about? About. When it comes to what you're trying to say, mm. what people don't know. I think that history, it's more so, it's the, it's the now aspect of history. Even though it's a tribute to history, it's about the fact that every day, every act that you make could be that moment that you look back on as the fork in the road or the fork in the branch that sent you in this direction. So again, going all the way back to do what you wish you would have done the first time, what my wife has embedded in my brain. It's that statement that do your best at every 
chance you get because you could be making a difference that doesn't affect you. And if you're making a difference that doesn't affect you, it better be in the best interest of others. I think that's a great place to leave it. That was a good one. Yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs> I really pleasure. appreciate it. Want to keep the conversation going? Subscribe to the Clearing a New Path newsletter. Drop me an email. Follow the podcast on social media. And or you can leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform. Clearing a New Path podcast artwork is supported by the graphic design of Katie Wilhelm. And the music branding is by The Hankering Studio. The podcast is produced by Radar Media in Thames Centre, Ontario. It is the traditional territory of the Anishinaabe, Haudenosaunee, and Mississauga or neutral peoples who once used this land as their traditional beaver hunting grounds. The First Nations communities closest to the studio are Chippewa of the Thames First Nation, Oneida Nation of the Thames, Muncie, Delaware First Nation, and the Chippewas of Kettle and Stony Point. I will speak to many more people across Turtle Island this season, and as a settler here, I'm committed to deepening understanding of colonialism, the TRC's calls to action, and to reframing responsibilities to land and community. I am grateful to Mother Earth and Creator for the opportunity for love and connection into the spirits of the elders and the medicine people who still walk the earth. Until next time, 